Hello, breaking in the morning after, Monday the 23rd of August 2021 and 0709.46 to add a little metadata to the podcast that I taped last night because last night I was so nervous and excited to be back that I forgot to do that. The podcast that you are about to hear is episode 400, taped on Sunday the 22nd of August 2021 at 2308.53. And with that overly fussy added bit of data, let's do the show. Hello, thanks for tuning in again. I'm finally back. It has been more than a week since I've been away. What happened? Well, that's fairly simple, actually. I had a spate of digestive problems. Don't even ask. It was highly unpleasant. That made me a bit sad. Okay, not just sad. Depressed. I mean, really depressed. I had a spate of bad dreams as well, unsurprisingly. And then, to top it all... Afghanistan. Oh boy, I have been glued to the TV, to podcasts, to any form of news that I can get my hands on about the complete mess that is Afghanistan. I'm not going to go over the whole thing now, but the American government have not done well. They didn't tell their Afghan allies when they were leaving and sneaked out most of their military in the dead of night. They also said that the Taliban push was unexpected when ordinary people like me could see what was happening quite clearly on the TV and the news, but it doesn't seem to have sunk into Biden's head and the guy seems to be in some kind of weird and aggressive denial at the moment. I don't see how that can happen. I mean, he has, at his fingertips, the huge and powerful American military, the CIA, just all this stuff, and somehow this happened. And as well as all that, They, the American government, now seem reticent to support the remnants of the Afghan government forces massing in a valley, but surrounded by the Taliban. It is a total and utter cock-up. And how can anyone ever trust the USA not to let them down again? It's not exactly the first time. Think about the Kurds in Syria, for example. And now it's the Afghan people. But this is a podcast about nerd stuff, although I do rant about other things that really get on my wick, and this is one of them. And it's such a huge subject that I can't even begin to do justice to it in this geek pod. There was one thing, though, I wanted to talk about before I left this topic behind, and that is because I am a minority myself. I'd like to point out the increasingly desperate plight of the people trying to flee the country, including persecuted minorities like the Hazaras and others. Very specifically, though, 
I'd like to draw attention to a group of Afghan Sikhs and Hindus who are stranded in Kabul as we speak. I hope that the international community do not ignore these people who are also seeking to escape along with all the other many thousands from a very brutal and repressive regime. And that's all I have to say about that at the moment. This is a science fiction, fantasy and horror podcast, not a political podcast. But so what? This is so important that I really didn't think that I could ignore it or sweep it under the carpet. I'm amazed that so many podcasts that I listen to just blithely stay within their editorial remit, as if nothing else is going on in the entire world. Well, I'm sorry, it is. Maybe we should speak about this. There is a tech angle to all this, of course, that amazingly stupid blunder of the biometric data that was left behind by the Americans and by the Afghan governments. There was no thought of how to burn this stuff down in case of an emergency. And man, this was an emergency, and now the Taliban have access to all this data about people who worked with the Americans and the Afghan government. What a complete and utter fiasco. Ah, okay. I got that off my chest. Well, I really haven't got that off my chest, but I've got that as much off my chest for this episode of the podcast as I can. Let's move on to something else. The podcast has undergone a very minor rebrand in terms of title, subtitle, description. That's it for a personal news update, a little about what's been bothering me, and some meta stuff. Let's actually move into the show itself and talk about some movies that I've seen. Well, one movie that I've seen, and that is The Suicide Squad. The. Not Suicide Squad. This is the mm, sequel, sort of, reimagining. It is a much better attempt by James Gunn at a sort of sequel to the lackluster first 2016 film, Suicide Squad. The main plot this time round is not some kind of weird fire demon. Wasn't it something like that, as far as I can remember, or some god? This time, the main plot of the film is Amanda Waller's devious and ruthless plan to dispatch two suicide squads to the island dictatorship of Corto Maltese. And by the way, Corto Maltese... You ripped that off straight from a French comic book, didn't you? Roy, the editor, Monday the 23rd of August, 2021, 0926-ish. Oh, Roy, you think you're so clever, and you're going to say French comic book a few times, but it actually is an Italian comic book. Duh. Yeah, there is a French hero. He is a sailor-adventurer type person called Corto Maltese. 
And that was borrowed by DC to use as the name of their fictional island. Okay, back to the two suicide squads. The first squad is sent in as a decoy. They are simply cannon fodder. And it leads to their utter destruction, which allows the second team to contend with the true objective of the mission, that is terminating with extreme prejudice the results of a secret US government project to weaponize a giant space starfish. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, that cannon fodder thing that I was talking about for the first Suicide Squad, man, they get completely destroyed. I was so surprised. (laughs) You can expect Watchmen levels of weirdness and an eyebrow-raising body count of B-list DC superhero fatalities. That's what I mean. Yeah, I was so surprised at how many heroes they just killed. I don't know if they're going to come... Well, you know what? All DC and Marvel comic book heroes and villains, they all come back sooner or later. In this film, at least, it was very, very surprising, though, how they just ran a metaphorical scythe through these people. (laughs) And you actually get to invest some time in getting to know some of the people who die, and that's even more shocking. Harley Quinn, unsurprisingly, steals the show in a subplot of snagging her very own handsome, rich dictator with predictably bloody consequences. Margot Robbie is just so good at being Harley Quinn. Even though I hate Harley Quinn the character, I really don't like that character. And that is it for film consumption this week. Wait a minute, you know what? I feel that I've watched something else this week. I just can't remember what it is. And it is not in my... I just said I wouldn't have show notes anymore. Well, I have show notes, but they are just for myself. But in the show notes that are just for myself, I can't remember what else that I watched movie-wise. Doesn't matter. We'll get into it in a later episode. Moving on to TV. I watched the first season of Sweet Tooth. This is a TV adaptation of the comic book of the same name. It is about a human-deer hybrid boy who is making his way through a viral post-apocalyptic landscape, yes, very on the nose, in search of his mother with the aid of a very large hard man I thought the TV adaptation was much more striking than the fairly crudely drawn comic book, which I really couldn't get into. And the performances were great, especially the Brit contingent of Nonzo Anozi playing the hard man and Adil Akhtar playing the ambiguous doctor. Is he a villain? Is he just a victim of circumstances? 
Adil Akhtar as an actor does seem to be very good at playing these ambiguous characters. He played my favourite character in Channel 4's Utopia. He played an eccentric survivalist, prepper-type guy, who is one of the good guys and then later on is not quite as good as he was. For a change, a pleasant change, the kid actor playing the lead role of Sweet Tooth did not stink. Yeah, I don't know what it is with child actors today, but they do seem a touch hammy. This kid seemed okay. That doesn't sound like I thought he was okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't have anything against children. It's just sometimes... Oh. Acting is hard. I think it probably takes a few years under your belt to be good at it, unless you have some uncanny natural talent. In this case, though, the Sweet Tooth actor kid was okay. Another thing that I started watching this week was the new Marvel animated TV series based on the comic series called What If, which proposes alternate superhero origin stories for big blockbuster characters like T'Challa's Black Panther becoming Star-Lord, or... As in the first episode, what if Agent Carter was the first Avenger, Captain Carter instead of Steve Rogers, Captain America? I know that the second episode with T'Challa has already aired. I have not seen it. I have only seen the first episode. The first episode I found amusing with good and colourful art and a fun script. I'm impressed how Marvel seamlessly interweave the splintered timeline from Loki and the Tesseract from the movies and how it uses the mysterious Watcher to introduce episodes as a framing device like Rod Serling in The Twilight Zone. Saying all that, I must admit the Watcher does seem to be a bit useless and from what I have found out about him and his species, their completely hands-off attitude does seem a bit useless. I know that they do intervene in the affairs of other species now and then, but altogether they do seem a bit useless. They seem like Gallifreyans, don't they? Hmm. I wonder if Lee and Kirby were fans of Doctor Who. Being a Brit, the first episode was stirring as we see Peggy Carter smashing Nazis to bits in a Union flag emblazoned uniform and a vibranium shield. It is exactly the sort of cartoon that's missing from Saturday mornings with cereal. Do you remember those? Even if Disney Plus put this out on Wednesday... <laughs> I suppose you could tape it and wait till Saturday. Tape it? No one says that anymore. What do you do with things now? I suppose you just put a bookmark. Hmm. Talking about Saturday morning fare, 
The last thing I saw today is some episodes of The Bad Batch, which is the latest Star Wars thing. It is an animated series about an elite, deviant clone trooper team who desert after the Empire victory. I found it enjoyable enough. There is a lot of Star Wars lore artfully connected in The Bad Batch, and I'm really surprised and pleased and impressed by the way that modern franchises don't lose track of their universes, like the way Marvel does it, as I mentioned before, and Star Wars as well. I know Star Wars has got a person who (laughs) sorts out what is canon and what is not canon. I'm sure that Every large franchise has such a person now. Or maybe even a whole team. Seems like an awful lot of work for one person. Maybe you should have a title like Canon Master. That sounds pretty cool. Or Canon Mistress. Next, Stranger Things Season 4. Yes, I saw the trailer. Blimey. (laughs) That shell suit. I am so excited. I said mostly favourable things about the sci-fi horror show before, but I did say that I found the derivative nostalgia a little grating and cloying. Now, well, I don't care. Even if the 80s were crap for people like me, just give me that nostalgia. (laughs) It's been such a long time since the last season of Stranger Things. I'm so looking forward to it. There are bits of the 80s that I did like. I loved The Goonies. I liked E.T. I liked Tron. I have more recently got into Dungeons & Dragons. I have been watching on television, on iPlayer, yet again... The Lost Boys, what I'm saying is that when Stranger Things returns, I'll genuinely celebrated the rose-tinted version of retro times that were the 80s. Regarding the real 80s, though, I'll just pretend to myself, perform some kind of self-hypnotism, and just lie and say that the 80s was an era that was a sweet neon paradise. I'll tell you how the air was filled with opportunity for all, and not just a lot of greedy Thatcherite twocks high on champagne and coke with indefinable jobs, golf GTIs, filofaxes. I actually do have a filofax. And posteriorly inserted mobile phone antennas. Because, let's face it, those big antennas could really ram the cocaine up one's chim chimney. That is my week. If you've been following my Twitter feed, God knows if anyone really does. Don't even get me started. Yeah... Doesn't feel like my podcast is going anywhere, but who knows? Maybe some miracle will happen? Where was I? Oh yeah, my Twitter feed. 
I recently bought the complete collection of Brian Talbot's Luther Arkwright series to date in preparation for next year's release of the final volume. Well, I don't know if it's the final volume, but it is the latest. I somehow don't think he'll do any more. He took quite an interval between the last and next year's, and the chap's getting on a bit. I've got a feeling this will round off the adventures forever. Luther Arkwright is this amazing creation. He is a parallel universe hopping agent for this interdimensional agency that opposes a very nasty group who are messing with the timeline. It is starting to sound a bit like Loki when I say it this way, but I, again, cannot imagine that there isn't some influence of this book in the execution of shows like Loki. I don't think I've described this very well. Just imagine a parallel universe James Bond in a steampunk-ish time period. Oh, it is so complicated. There's time travelling, there's parallel universe hopping, there's spying, there's deception, there's action, there's gunplay. It is just so amazingly good. I believe that I started reading the Luther Arkwright comics about 40 years ago. Can't actually be sure. It was such a long time ago. And then subsequently, I caught up on later issues in collected editions in libraries. But this time I've finally gone out and bought the thing. I had the original collected volume of book one, The Adventures of Luther Arkwright, book one. I don't know where that is. I think it's probably in Canada somewhere. So just having this vast tome in my hands is really great because it takes me back 40 years. I'm doing a bit of time traveling myself. I've been talking about this for far too long. Uh, Why did I start talking about that? I can't even remember. We're going to have to talk about Luther Arkwright again in a future show when I actually read this big chunk of collected volumes. Although I've probably mentioned Luther Arkwright many times over the years. If you're thinking James Bond, parallel universes, and isn't this a bit Jerry Cornelius? I don't know. I don't know if the two are related in that Brian Talbot was influenced by Jerry Cornelius. It's hard to say. There is an introduction that talks about this stuff in this collected edition that I have, but I haven't read even that yet. Like I said, I'll talk about it soon. I'm not even sure how we got onto that subject, because none of this is in my show notes. Do you see what I mean? I've gone off on another tangent again. 
which again proves why the show notes are so superfluous. And that is it. At least I'm back. At least I'm podcasting again. Ugh. The show that you just listened to is made by me, Roy Matur, a writer. Matur is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at roymatur.com. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen, recommend it to a friend or mortal enemy, or click on the contact or support link on the website. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show... <sighs> episode 400, yes, a special episode, this one. Special in that, for some amazing reason, I'm still clinging on by one desperate fingernail to actually doing this podcast. Recorded on Sunday the 22nd of August 2021, and the time at the end of the show is 23.44. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye for now. Bye. And that order, whatchamacallit, you know, the one that they're given... I forget it.